Good morning, church. Pastor Furman here. Shout out to everybody. I hope you're doing well. Life is good. I know the holidays are coming up and it's, it's kind of a rough time for people. But I pray that it's a special one for you. And I want to give a shout out to all our veterans. I know Veterans Day is coming here on the 11th. And so we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all you've done uh, for us to allow us to have the ability to read our word and just, man, to, to have the life that we're given here in this country. So I just want to say thank you and, and happy Veterans Day ahead of time because uh, we do appreciate everything that y'all do. But I'm excited, church. There's a lot of cool things happening. And it's possibly that we're going to start having in-person service at the end of this month and going forward. Um, so as soon as things are official, I'll make the announcement. Um, but we would love for you to join us. If you are looking for a home church, you're looking for a church to be a part of, to grow with, maybe we would love to have you. Um, November the 19th, we're having a Thanksgiving meal as a church. And if you're interested, we would love for you to come and join us, kind of hear about what's going on, what's ahead, and how you can be involved. Um, so let us know. But I'm ready for today's message, okay? Because today's message is called, Be Full, Not a Fool. Okay, there's a difference between being full, like you're physically, you just ate some food, you're full, but not a fool. Okay, some of y'all been some fools. I've been a fool for a lot of my life. Because uh, sometimes we let our situations get the best of us, if we're honest. And instead of being full of the Holy Spirit and making our decisions, we are, are go off of our emotions. We go off of other people's advice. Uh, we go off making a fool out of ourselves, driven by our situations instead of being driven by the Lord of our salvation. Amen. So today we're going to be in Luke chapter 4, reading verses 1 through 13, asking God to help give us some direction, some guidance, so we don't make ourselves a fool, but we stay full of the Holy Spirit. But let me pray and we'll jump in. Father, I just thank you. Uh, for the ways that you're you're moving through our church, but ways that you are moving in each one of our lives, Lord, because uh, when whenever we take the time to really pause and just look at our life, it's evident that you're there. And so, Lord, I just pray that, especially this month in November, that we would take more time just to be grateful, to spend time thanking you uh, for your goodness and thanking you for the things that you save us from, Lord. Uh, there's no telling how many times you save us from us. And so, Lord, I just pray today as we read your word um, that you would do a work in us to prepare us for what's ahead of us, um, but also just, man, just help us uh, be more mature and just grow into better people and help shine a brighter light in this world. So, Father, we just thank you for today. We love you. and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 4, reading verse 1 through 13. Um, let's jump right in. It says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for forty days. And Jesus ate nothing at all at that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you're the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please, and I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, The scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil took him up to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and he said, If you're the Son of God, jump off. 
For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus replied, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. And when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Mm. So we see, man, the, the devil is straight up messing with Jesus and he really trying to make him stumble and fall. And church, let's keep it real. That's what he tries to do in our life, whether we realize it or not. But I pray today, uh, man, you'll be able to start to identify uh, when you're facing adversity versus when you're being attacked. Amen. And it starts with this. OK, I, I want you to take this away uh, to start uh, where we are led won't always make sense. Where we are led won't always make sense. In verse 1, it reads, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. And if you read the chapter before this, at the end of it, we discover that Jesus, he's getting baptized. And so if you think about the state of his life where he's at, man, he's getting ready to start this ministry. He's ready to hit the ground running. He's going to start doing all this stuff. He's ready to fulfill the calling that God placed on his life. But before he could even get to work, he got thrown a curveball and went on a detour to the wilderness. And he said he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was the one that led him to the wilderness. I don't know if you've ever been headed to a location and you know the route there and you know how to get there. And then all of a sudden there's a traffic and there's cones and there's signs and you have to take a whole different route that you weren't expecting. Right. It could be frustrating. It could even make you upset and you could be like, man, this sucks. But you also know, like if you went through those cones and you went through those signs, that it probably is not going to end well. Well, church. Instead of throwing a fit, we need to really thank God uh, for the detours that he leads us. OK, and this is this is what I want you to catch, because, man, if we were to follow what we believe was the right path and ignore his detours, uh, we could run into greater problems that we weren't prepared for and, or even missed our destination completely. OK. We have to trust God and we have to know, man, he sees what we don't see. And so there's no telling what he's actually saving us from, whether it's the enemy or even ourselves. Sometimes we've been asking God, like, God, I mean, I really pray that this job works out and then it doesn't work out. And we get frustrated, like, man, I thought that was it. I've been praying for this. And then later on, we come to realize, like, that was not a good job to have. Or we've been praying for this relationship, like, Lord, please let me get this relationship done. I don't want to lose this person. And then we end up breaking up and then years pass and we're like, yo, that person was crazy. Like, hallelujah. Like, thank you, Jesus. You was really saving me from myself. You see. Every place that God leads us, it has a purpose. And so, church, we need to be praising God for the detours that he gives us uh, because whatever's ahead is probably no good for us. And he's really saving us from it. Amen. So that's the first thing we need to check out. And then in verse two, it says he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. It said Jesus ate nothing at all that time and became very hungry. So not only was Jesus led into the wilderness, but what he needed to make the situation a little bit more easier or bearable, it wasn't even available. It said that he ate nothing and he became very hungry. And I don't know about you, but if I miss one deal or I go a whole day without eating, man, uh, it, it really feels like it's a lifetime. I couldn't imagine what going through 40 days had to be like. And so, you know, as time was passing, that 
physically he was getting weaker and weaker. And if you know anything about their body or you probably just experienced it yourself, what happens when you don't got no food, man? Man, it starts to mess up with your mind. It, it really puts you in a bad spot, right? I mean, if you're in a relationship and you have a spouse, uh, that's one of the easiest things that you can see is when somebody is hungry, they start acting out and they start getting hangry, right? I'm not naming no names, but I've seen it a lot in my life, okay? You don't ask that person where you want to go or what they want to eat. You just feed them, right? Because it's a real thing. Uh, so, church, uh, I say all that because... Uh, when we think of being led and being filled of the Holy Spirit, the last thing that we're ever thinking about is that we're physically going to find ourselves in a place of weakness. Uh, that's not what we're expecting. But what we see here is sometimes that does happen. And if we aren't mindful of that, if we aren't prepared for that, it could really mess us up. But I want you to see something that Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians. In verse 12, 9, he says this, my grace is all you need. And he's talking about God said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Mm. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Oh, man, that is so powerful. So powerful because too much we try to depend on ourselves and use our own strength. And when we do that, what we're really doing is missing the opportunities that God was trying to allow us to use his, to use his strength, his power. Because what do we just read? Our weaknesses, it turns into strengths when we allow a God to work through us. And physically, we could be weak. Uh, mentally, emotionally, we can be weak. But when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are made strong enough to endure. Okay? Because remember what I said, that Jesus went through this for 40 days. That's a long time. Not a day, not a two, not a couple of weeks, man. Over a month that Jesus was going through this. We skip one meal and we turn into our kids and we start throwing a fit and talking about we starving. Like, man, we, we could really be turned into some type of people because of it. Why? Well, we all know that when you're going through something that's rough, man, it, it usually has a, a huge effect on us and it could feel like it's never going to end. And, and we just read, man, this went for 40 days that Jesus had to go through that. But I want you to also see, the uh, as I emphasize the 40 days, it didn't say 41 days. It didn't say four years. It didn't say four months. It said 40 days. See, you may be in a season of life right now, and it feels like there's no end in sight. Uh, but I just want to remind you that every journey has an ending, okay? Including the one that you're in now. And like Jesus, when we have the Holy Spirit, we gain God's strength to endure. So, where we are led at times, it won't always make sense, but that's okay, right? For every detour that God has us, He's really saving us from ourselves or what's ahead. And whenever we are lacking or something, when we are weak, God is not only going to provide what is needed, but He's going to replenish us, allowing uh, our weaknesses to display His strengths. Amen? Here's the second thing that we see just reading from this is the enemy, man, he takes every opportunity given. And this dude does not fight fair. OK, church, he going to kick you while he down. And we see this repeatedly. He's trying to do this to Jesus. In verse three and four, it says this. Then the devil said to him, if you're the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus responded, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. So out the gate, we see that he's swinging for the head. 
He knew who Jesus was. He knew uh, Jesus had a knee in, and he went right for what he felt was going to be the most vulnerable. And church, what we have to realize, man, if he's doing this all to Jesus, we can't be surprised or caught off guard when he's trying to do the same thing to us. Okay, he's going to attack your identity. He's going to try to create doubt of who you are in God and who God is. And then when he's he's going to do even more than that, he's going to pour salt in your wounds and he's going to go for your weak spot and he's going to try to exploit them to try to make you cave in. And honestly, man, that should be enough to take us out. But thankfully, when we're being led and when we are full of the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus, man, we have the cheat code because that's going to empower us. And God is going to be writing his word on our heart. That's going to help us endure. Because uh, what did Jesus do? Man, he didn't even entertain what was being said. He took that lie, threw it in the trash, and then he replaced it with God's truth. He replaced it, quoting from Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8, verse 3. And I want to share with you what, what he was quoting. And it comes from this. It says, yes. He humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. And he did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's something we need to hear because sometimes God's going to allow us to go through these situations, to go through these trials, these times. Um, Because sometimes we need to be humbled. Sometimes we've been straying off. And other times he's just trying to keep us in a place of of humility. And that's really not a bad thing. uh, Because it's really helping us from running the risk of pushing God out the way. or, Or becoming proud and making things about ourselves. Or even forcing a way that causes more problems than it resolves. And so we can have legitimate needs just like Jesus did. But we have to be careful not to go out and seek illegitimate ways to meet those needs uh, because it's never going to be a good idea if we're trying to force an issue or do something we know isn't right just so we could take care of what we're in need in. Um, But the way we could avoid that is what did he talk about? He talked about the daily bread, right? About reading the word. And so the more that we get in our daily bread, the more that we're spending time in the word of God, uh, the more you're going to prevent yourself from forcing away. And we all know, man, we aren't God. So let's not ever get to a place where we think we know we're better off and we end up falling for a lie. And staying in the word and taking your daily bread, man, it's going to help you uh, prevent that. Verse 5 and 8, it says this, Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give anyone I please. And I'll give it all to you if you'll worship me. And Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So again, Jesus is is using the word, right? He's fighting them back with the word. And he's reading from Deuteronomy 6, 13 this time, and where it talks about who we're supposed to worship and who we're supposed to serve. And it's supposed to be only God um, because he understood, man, his position. uh, uh, He understood positions. I'm going to say that again. He understood positions aren't worth losing your submission. Okay. There's no lowering our standards because society says that something is okay when God has said the opposite. Uh, A lot of times, man, you might find yourself in a situation where they're asking you to give up something that God has already told you. Like, hey, that's not cool. And so you have to understand when you find yourself in that position, 
that that opportunity is something that you need to let go of. You need to say, hey, it's not for me. It's not worth it. I'm not going to lose my integrity or I'm not going to go with God. It's, it's, it's telling me to avoid um, just so I can find myself in a position that maybe I'm entitled to like Jesus. Or maybe it's a position that I deserve or I've been working for. Um, you have to remind yourself, man, you're a child of the God most high. And we don't compromise just so we could capitalize, okay? In God's timing, all the things that he promises always come to pass. And the only thing that we're ever going to gain from jumping the gun and trying to get ahead of that is we're going to jump into more problems um, than we need and that we're trying to avoid, okay? So just because you want to get ahead, it doesn't change that there are consequences uh, of doing what is wrong, okay? You may see it, not see it in that moment when you're trying to do it, but eventually, man, what you uh, reap, you're always going to reap what you sow. My words are all twisted up. I had too much coffee. Forgive me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's going to come back around whether you like it or not. If you do things the wrong way and God is trying to warn you and save you from that while the enemy is trying to press you into that. And verse 9 and 11 says this. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, If you're the son of God, jump off for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and guard you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. So we see him again man. he's attacking Jesus and he's trying to get him to abuse his position for his own benefit. The enemy's slick, too, because he's using the word of God and he's going to do the same thing to us. So that way we will move God out the way and try to play God in our life. And today, man, people are still using the same tactic of defending their position, uh, even when they are wrong. And I've said this in the past, man, wrong is still wrong no matter what. And attaching scripture uh, to fit uh your motivation doesn't automatically make you correct, okay? Just like we see it with the enemy, things can be taken out of context, and it's really going to do more harm than good, and we still going to be wrong, okay? So you have to be careful of that and be mindful of when other people are doing that as well. In verse 12 and 13, it says, Jesus responded, The scriptures say, You must not test the Lord your God. And when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. So let's not test God uh, using his word to justify our motives, our desires, abusing his grace. Okay, because that's something the enemy tries to trick us into doing. He's been doing this since since the beginning. If you read uh, Genesis chapter two and you read about Adam and Eve and and the Garden of Eden, uh, the enemy tries to create doubt and mess with our beliefs so that way uh, we try to play God in our life and he still does the same things where he's trying to mess with our belief and create doubt in our minds about ourselves about God so that way we can try to take over and be the ones leading ourselves and and for what so we just mess things up make it worse right so those were just a couple of the opportunities that the enemy will take against us and what what do we see in verse 13 the very last he said it won't be the last That he's waiting until the next opportunity because the enemy always takes every opportunity to give him. And so let's not assist him in our own demise by doing things that we know we should avoid. Finally, I want you to see that God doesn't just assist you. Man, he equips you, church. He equips you. When you're equipped, uh, man, you're able to do more than just block things and defend, right? You see God assisted Jesus. He filled him full of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus didn't just sit back and allow uh, the devil to keep hitting on him, right? 
what did he do? Man, he fought back because God had equipped him to do more than just defend himself. I want to read uh, what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13 says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Mm. So what did it say? It said, man, don't try to do these things in your own strength. You have to realize who you're fighting and how you were fighting. Instead, God's saying, look, let me take over. Let me fill you with my Holy Spirit. And in doing so, God's going to fill you with strength. He's going to fill you with his power. He's going to give you discernment so you can see the difference between just uh, normal adversity that you will go through, but also an attack by the enemy. Because we have to remember, uh, man, people aren't our enemy. Uh, The devil, man, he's going to use whatever he can. He don't fight fair. And he's going to try to come against you and stop the work that God is doing in your life. But church, if you caught the ending of all that, I have the good news for you. The victory is already in the books. Okay. All we have to do is allow God to assist us. And it's it's just us uh, allowing him to fill us up. And when it's time to fight, man, we put on his armor. Uh, we, we're able to be strong in the Lord. We're able to do things in Jesus' power and his name. And, man, we're able to fight back. Because the last thing we need to do is when you're in a fight, you don't just stand there and let the other person keep hitting you. Like, you don't, that's not how you're going to win the fight. You, some of us have been in a fight for so long and we've been asking for God to, to fight this battle and to move and to help us keep standing. And God's been like, yo, you ain't even throwing no punches, though. I, I'm trying to show I showed you how to box. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, church, God doesn't just assist you. He equips you And this word, the, the living word, the Bible. It isn't something just to be heard. It's something to be lived. OK, and it's time for you to knock the devil on the floor and tell him, hey, not today, say not tomorrow, not ever. You messing with the wrong one. You don't got in the wrong wing in the wrong ring when you came to fight me because I'm full of the Holy Spirit. And because of the Holy Spirit, man, you're going to catch what you what you want when you step in this ring because I'm the child uh, of the most high and he didn't raise no punk. Amen. So my challenge for all of us, be full of the Holy Spirit. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Don't allow what you don't understand to have more of an impact in your life than what God has already revealed. Remember, his detours are saving us from places that we have no business being in. And it's in our weaknesses that we really have the opportunities to experience God's strength. The enemy, what's he going to do? He ain't going to fight fair. He's going to take advantage of every opportunity that's given. And he's going to try to mess with us. He's going to try to hit us where we're most vulnerable and even use God's word against us. But when you consume your daily bread, right? When you spend time in God's word, you're going to spend time with the Holy Spirit, being sharpened, uh, being equipped. And it's going to cut through the lies and allow you to fight back. Because God does more than assist you. What does he do, church? He equips you. And so when you keep applying all that God has revealed, man, you're going to do some amazing things. Okay, because one thing is for sure, when God is leading the way, 
It ain't always going to be smooth sailing, selling, but you can guarantee that it's always going to end in victory. Amen. So church, let's be full of the Holy Spirit, not just this week, but every day. And remember, the enemy don't fight fair. But thankfully for us, man, we don't have to fight in our own abilities. We can fight with the Lord. Father, I just thank you, uh, man, for meeting us in, in times of difficulty when we are being attacked, Lord, and um, that you don't leave us to our own demise and, or our own abilities to fight against the enemy, Lord. Uh, you understand what we're up against, and you have already made a way to overcome it. And so, Lord, I just pray that we would press into you, um, that we would see whenever we are, are trying to take over what we need to let go and let you take over. Uh, that we would know that the enemy doesn't fight fair, uh, but through it all, he can't stop what you have already called. And because of you, Lord, uh, we have your Holy Spirit uh, to fight back and to overcome. And so, Lord, just help us be overcomers this week. Help us stand firm. Help us put on your armor. Help us walk in victory and share about the battles that you've brought us through. So, Father, we just thank you. We love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, be full this week, not a fool. I love y'all. Stay on the lookout for more announcements. And until then, let's keep fighting the good fight. Bye.